0: Welcome to the 6th episode of the Craft Beer Showdown, where we pin two foes in the craft beer world against each other like rock'em, sock'em robots, and see which one's head pops first. In this episode, we'll take a look at a showdown that has been going on for literally more than 100 years, and was even written about in the first book about brewing. It's the battle of draft versus bottles. First, what is draft beer? Well, draft beer as we know today is when pressurized beer flows from a draft faucet when a draft handle is pulled. This basic idea started in 1785 with Joseph Brahma's patent on the beer engine. This originally was used to pump beer out of wooden casks. The beer would be pumped, each pump drawing beer from the cask, out of the faucet and into the glass. This is how the term draft came into being. The original spelling of draft was D-R-A-U-G-H-T, but was generally still pronounced as draft In the early 20th century, the standard beer engine began to be replaced with serving from pressurized vessels. These were earlier versions of the kegs that we know today. With pressurized containers come artificial carbonation. CO2 was pumped into the pressure vessel to force carbonate the beer, and then a lower pressure level was used to keep the beer fresh, pressurized, and keep constant headspace in the keg. The first artificially carbonated beer was on record being Red Barrel in 1936 in the United Kingdom. This led to the battle between force carbonated beer and real ale, beer that's still served in casks and drawn with a traditional beer engine. There's an entire episode in that fact alone, but more on that another time. The standard keg used today is called a half-barrel, which holds 15.5 gallons of beer. Depending on the beer being kegged, they can go as small as 1 to 5 gallons. Kegs today are a very standardized system, with standard fittings and sizes for the most part. This helps their widespread use. Some European beers have different fittings that align with their standards, but for the most part, it's a very standardized system. What was started as a novelty really now has become the backbone of many bars and breweries, which can literally have a hundred or more taps if the bar chooses to. So that's the very basics of draft beer. So let's look at some of the positives of it. Well, the first and probably best positive here is that kegs are great for beer. They block out light 100%, and they create a great seal, keeping air out and the beer in. This makes them much easier to handle than a bottle. Kegs are generally pretty hard to rupture, can be stacked and stored much easier than bottles can, especially when talking about the volume of beer in each. Next, keg beer really is very eco-friendly. A standard half-barrel holds 15 and half gallons of beer. This means that a keg holds roughly 6.8 cases of 12-ounce bottles. That's 165 bottles of beer from one reusable container. A standard half-barrel keg's lifespan is about 10 years, and on average about 6 fills per year. That's a lot of glass saved. It also takes a lot of manpower and resources to bottle, and not as much to keg. This is why many small breweries have kegging lines, but no bottling lines. Generally, the best drinking experience is given with a draft beer. Since using a glass is obviously required, there is no trying to explain to someone why a glass is better. Here, it's just necessary. Depending on the beer you're having, you generally get more for your money in draft beer, because a standard pint is 16 ounces, where a bottle is generally only about 12 ounces. So, now that you know the positives, let's check out some negatives. Well, the biggest negative worth mentioning for draft beer is the draft lines can get dirty. If the bar doesn't clean their lines as they should, which is generally once a week, the lines can grow bacteria and other bad things in them, causing off flavors and aromas in beer when it's served. Clean lines are a very important factor in getting a good draft beer. A beer could be perfect from the brewery and be totally ruined by a dirty draft line. Another possible bad factor to draft beer is a bad pour. Pouring beer is an art form for sure. I've done at least two posts on it. Not doing it correctly can leave too much head or not enough, and can even introduce bacteria and off flavors. Having the beer poured correctly in a clean, proper glass is vital for a good craft beer. If you are drinking somewhere and you're not familiar with them, or you're being served by someone you haven't dealt with before, you're taking a chance on the quality of your draft beer. The last issue here is the possibility of improper CO2 pressure in the draft system. Having too little pressure for a specific beer can cause over-foaming, As the beer collides with the inside of the line in the faucet head, and overpressurizing the system can cause nothing but foam to come out. This not only makes the beer take longer to pour, but can affect the head, mouthfeel, and aroma of the beer. Having the system tuned to the proper pressure for the beer is a necessity, one that is very commonly overlooked in bars. Overall, draft beer is what's most commonly found when going to a good craft beer bar, The majority of craft beer fans tend to lean in this direction when ordering. Most bars today have multiple tap systems, which are great for giving a better selection as well as allowing for samples of each. Draft lines are very important, so I'd only get a craft beer from a bar that I trust. Try a sample of a draft before ordering a full one from an unknown source. As always, a proper clean glass is vital to the overall experience. The glass can change the taste and smell for sure. Okay, so that's about it for draft beer. Before we make any decisions, we need to look at bottles first. So let's take a look at them next. Well, I talked a lot about bottled beer in a previous episode, uh, episode number four of the Craft Beer Showdown, Bottles versus Cans. For this section, I'm talking about bottled or canned beer. I'm just using the term bottle for ease of reference. For those of you that didn't get to that episode, here's some basics on bottles or packaged beer. The first bottles for beer were used about 400 years ago in England. Originally, bottled beer was a luxury for the more affluent beer drinkers, as well as for export. The first bottled beer was actually bottled and sold by the bottle makers to help sell bottles. Bottling beer became more popular once bottles could be made strong enough to handle the carbonation process, and really weren't widely used in the beginning, mainly due to their high cost of packaging and hand corking. Today, most breweries that distribute used bottles or cans and have their own bottling lines. Today's bottles are commonly sealed with a crimpon cap that is either pried or twisted off. Flip-top bottles are still used, but the majority of beer in bottles has a cap. So now that you know the basics, let's look at the positives. One of the biggest things about bottles that draft beer can't promise is a clean container for the beer. Generally, bottles are clean, sanitary containers to store beer in, and they don't have to go down possibly dirty tap lines to get to your glass. This means that if the beer is packaged correctly from the brewery, it will be the same when it is served. A second positive here is the portability factor. Draft beer is notoriously hard to move from one place to another. While you can use a growler, these still are not the easiest thing to crack open and drink by yourself. And even with that, a growler must be consumed within a day or two of opening for optimal freshness. Bottles as well as cans are just easier to move from one place to another and to transport. While not as reusable as a keg, bottles can be refilled as well as recycled. Depending on the brewery and the state, bottles can be refunded and possibly refilled, meaning that they can have a life past your initial beer. Glass is a very recyclable material, so even if not refillable, glass bottles are commonly recycled and reused. You can also reuse bottles when you're homebrewing. The last point to make here is the ease of use for a bottle or can over a draft. If you buy a case of beer either in bottles or cans, you need next to no tools to get into your beer. The same can't be said for buying a keg. You need an entire draft set up to enjoy a keg at home. Like I said above, you can get a growler filled of draft beer, but depending on the beer and who's drinking it, you may not want four or five of the same beer within one to two days of opening. Craft beer fans tend to like variety, which is why bottles are great here. You only need to finish 12 ounces of a specific beer, there's not necessarily a time frame for the next one. It's a lot easier to store multiple bottles in your fridge as well. With this, there is the overall beer experience factor in bringing beer home. A growler of beer is technically beer poured twice. It's poured from the tap into the growler, then from the growler to your glass. This does affect head, retention, and carbonation. The bottle will be better for the home experience. Okay, those are some pretty simple positives. Let's check out the negatives. Well first things first, I'm going to contradict myself here. I just said the bottles are good because they can be reused and recycled. While this is true, and it is a good thing compared to draft beer and kegs, they're still not very eco-friendly. Many bars do not recycle, which means that their bottles end up in a landfill. Even though glass can be recycled, it doesn't mean that it is recycled. This is definitely something to keep in mind if you care about the environment, which you really should. The most noticeable detractor of the bottle is its ability to let light in, causing light struck beer. Dark bottles can fix this to an extent, but they still let light in. This causes chemical reactions in beer that can totally change the taste. While you may leave beer in a dark box and barely let it see the light of day at home, you don't know how the bar and the distributor handled it. Light is one of the biggest enemies of good beer. Bottles and even cans for that matter can be broken and ruptured fairly easily. Bottles can shatter pretty easy, causing a very big mess and totally ruin a good beer. Kegs don't have this issue, as it takes a pretty good force to break one of them open. Knock a case of bottles over, and there's a pretty good chance some are going to break. Knock a keg over, and you just have to let it settle again. Bottles have caps that hold their beer in and the air out. They do a pretty good job at this, but overall can still impart off-taste and let some light in. Bottles can also be miscrimped, ruining the beer inside as well. Caps are great, but they're not perfect. I did mention above that a great thing about bottles is they are portable. While this is true, bottles tend to make people want to drink from them. As you hopefully know, beer should always be poured. Beer from a draft pretty much forces a consumer to use a glass, whereas a bottle doesn't. This can give some people a bad impression of a beer that didn't get a chance to open up and breathe. Okay, With the good and bad of bottled beer out of the way, my overall thoughts on bottled beer are very mixed. They are great because they are indeed portable, but being portable hurts the idea that you should still use a glass. Their portability does lend itself nicely to taking beer home, and no extra equipment past a bottle opener is needed when you do it. As a consumer, you can age beer in a bottle, but definitely not if you bring it home in a growler. Bottles can definitely be hurt by light, which is their biggest weakness along with being difficult to stack, store, and ship. The fact that you don't need to rely on the bar keeping their lines clean to know you're getting a good beer is a huge plus to bottles. Bad draft lines can kill a beer, so it being sealed in a bottle can be a real lifesaver. I do love the fact that you can have beer in 12-ounce servings instead of the standard pint that you get with draft beer. This is a plus for me because I like to have a few different beers each time I go out, and the 12-ounce serving generally lets me have one more beer. Okay, positive positive negatives of each out of the way. The winner here is Draft Beer. Why is it the winner? Well, honestly, I don't think there is a solid knockout winner in the showdown. I think both racked up about the same number of points in each category. I gave it to Draft Beer here because if I'm in a bar that I trust to take care of the draft system and have the choice between a draft and a bottle of the same beer, I always go for the draft. I do feel that pouring the beer correctly from the draft faucet helps the beer to open up and release volatiles that give the proper aroma. Poured correctly into the proper glass, a draft beer is hard to beat. Now, the biggest reason I almost gave it to the bottle here is the ability to take home and age beer with bottles. It's really hard to age a draft once it's been poured. You can age a whole keg, but you really can't age a growler. I didn't count this in my decision because I looked at its best beer experience showdown and I feel that a proper draft wins over the bottle every time. When you start adding variables like draft lines and light-struck bottles, the decision does get harder. In a perfect world, I really like draft beer more. I'm also a very big proponent of creating as little waste as I can while enjoying the things I love. Draft beer uses a lot less resources to produce, ship, and consume than packaged beer does. There is no cardboard box, no glass bottle, no metal cap, and no paper labels with a keg of beer. All those parts of a bottle quite often get thrown away into a landfill and not recycled at a bar. So the draft is a very eco-friendly way of enjoying your beer. One last big positive that helped me with the winner is draft samples. I like to sample a few beers and even do a flight of smaller sized beers. And that is something you just can't do with a bottle. Once it's open, you're in it for the whole thing. Well, that's about it for episode 6 of the Craft Beer Showdown. This was a little bit more of a long one, so thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave me a review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. I'd really appreciate it. And if there's something you didn't enjoy, leave me a comment and tell me, and I'll make it better for the next show. Also, check out craftbeeracademy.com slash nextshow to vote on what my next topic will be. Just leave a comment on the page, and the winner will get made. Make sure to vote, or I'll start doing dramatic readings of Full House episodes until a winning topic is chosen. So please vote. My Uncle Jesse impersonation is terrible. Well, thanks again for listening, and hit me up on craftbeeracademy.com for craft beer news, articles, and information to help everyone be beer smart. Until next time, cheers.